Most B2B SaaS marketers are dealing with companies where the economic outlook is uncertain and they're being asked to achieve the same pipeline goals or improve marketing ROI, but with less budget. Now, it's only natural that companies are trying to outweigh their economic turmoil by reducing costs. And as we discussed in previous episodes of this show, marketing is one of the first expenses to be cut. But if you're a marketing leader, even after you've made all the cuts and brought costs in-house, you're still expected to hit pipeline goals every month. Now, while there's a number of strategies to do that in a good time, there are actually fewer ways to do that in a bad time. In fact, there are only three possible ways to grow your pipeline during a recession, and that is to get more customers, to get more revenue from each customer, or to acquire customers for less money. Great. So you'll just go and do that, right? But the question is how? Well, in this episode, we'll outline the key reasons that marketers fail to predictably hit pipeline, a framework that you can use to produce outsized returns by simply making small gains in each of the areas that we've just mentioned, and then a set of examples for achieving each of those small gains. Now, by the end of the episode, you'll understand how to create predictable growth in a down market and deliver eye-popping returns with little to no additional investment. And man, that's a promise. So I hope this article and this episode fulfills that for you. Uh, I should say that there is an accompanying article on our website, um, which is at poweredbysearch.com. Go and look at our blog there. You'll be able to see images that are included with this post. I'll put the uh, link in the show notes. But before we dive in, if you'd like to uncover strategic growth opportunities like this episode outlines and grow with little to no additional investment in your marketing, book a marketing plan session with our team. To do that, you go to our website that's poweredbysearch.com and there is a button that says free marketing plan. Okay, on with the show. I'm Mark Thomas. I'm the head of growth at Powered by Search, and today I'm going to talk you through some of the best knowledge that we have on building B2B SaaS businesses. Now, if any of this is interesting to you and you want to read more, you should go to our website. It's poweredbysearch.com and check us out there. Now, before we dive in to look at a framework for achieving outsized returns from your marketing investment, it is important to understand exactly why SaaS marketing teams are missing their pipeline goals in the first place. Now, there are really three key reasons that marketers fail to predictably hit pipeline. They also tend, although not always, to be a cascading set of problems, which means that if you have one of them, it's likely indicative of another. Now, the first of those reasons is simply that they're focusing on the wrong levers. It is not uncommon to find a SaaS business is focusing on trying to spend more to grow. That's because for many people, growth and more are exactly correlated. But when we start working with clients, we often discover that in their quest for more, they've made, or frankly, more often than not, have been guided to make by another agency or consultant, deeply inefficient choices in the first place. Spending more is actually detracting from their performance overall and is preventing them from reaching their targets. For example, when we work with a client for the first time on their paid media, we often find that we can pay for ourselves right out of the gate by cutting 20 to 40% of their existing spend, which is going to campaigns of ads that just aren't performing well. 
For more info on how we've done that for clients, there's a case study on our website about how we improved sales 5% with 30% less spend for our fitness SaaS client. And if you go to the article in the show notes, it's also linked there. Now, the second pitfall for marketing teams trying to achieve pipeline goals is diving in without a strategy. Now, there are still many things that you could be doing, but it's not unusual to find that a marketing leader's idea of where they want to go is disconnected from the actions that their team are taking. It's often business as usual for team members. They're still focused on pulling the wrong levers. Now, this isn't anyone's fault, really, per se. There's no fault to the marketing leader. There's no fault to the team members. It's more of a systematic error. And it's one of the reasons that we developed the SAS scalability score. Again, there's a link on the website, which is a system for identifying the weakest parts of your existing strategy so that you can optimize for predictable growth, no matter the economic situation. Now, the final pitfall is almost always linked to the first and second, trying to win pipeline the hard way. Now, an example of a difficult way to win pipeline would be to go after top of funnel traffic and hope that it converts into business. Now, in our blog post on pain point content, we outlined a case study where early in my marketing career, I had worked with a SurveyMonkey competitor on their content. Now, the tool was a mass market tool. And so the strategy had been to write content for high volume search terms, hoping that because the market was broad, we might bump into a prospect while they were searching for a related term. Now, this was incredibly difficult. Those terms are hugely competitive. And the reality is that because they're terms with high volume, only a tiny fraction of people searching for them will actually ever want to buy a tool like the one that I was marketing. Now, instead, switching to bottom of funnel pain point focused content proved to have a much higher ROI despite the fact that there was only a fraction of the search volume. Now, even if none of those prove to be true for you, it's still extremely likely that you're being asked to do more with less. And so the framework that we use to decouple investment and return is valuable still. And on that basis, let's dive deeper together. Let me ask you this question. Is it unreasonable to assume that you can reach a 10% improvement in three main growth levers? In the last part there, we outlined a number of ways that marketing teams fail to hit pipeline goals. But the question is, how can you avoid that in 2023 when there's so little money to fix your marketing system? And we think the answer here is actually relatively simple, although it might not be easy. Simple, but not easy, potentially. Crucially, the system that we're about to outline doesn't need astronomical budget increases or require you to hit unrealistic growth targets. We call it the 3 by 10 method, and it's a framework that you can use to produce these outside results by simply making small gains in each of the areas here. 10% more demos, 10% higher average contract value, and a 10% lower cost per acquisition. Now, I am going to walk through a, an illustration here of how you would do this. There are a lot of numbers, there are a lot of sums, and my recommendation is that at this point, you probably load up the uh, related blog post. It's in the show notes. 
But if you're driving or walking or whatever, don't worry. I'm going to walk you through it as best I can. Uh, and hopefully we get to the right place together at the end. Now, working out your ROI, if you have, uh, let's say, 100 demos per month right now, it looks something like this. You're going to take the ARPU, that's the average revenue per user, and you're going to multiply that by 12 months. Then you're going to divide that number by the cost per demo, also divided by the demo to close one conversion rate. Now you see why I told you to load up that post? Well, uh, just stick with me here. Now, let's plug in the following numbers, although ultimately you can use your own if you like. Monthly demo vol volume of 100, got an ARPU of $1,000, a cost per demo of $300, and a demo to closed one conversion rate of 10%. Now, uh, if you tr just trust me here, if you plugged in all of those numbers, that would give us an estimated ROI of 400%, which is definitely not bad by any means. But when you really think about it, it wouldn't actually take that much to get outsized improvement on your ROI. You would just need 10% more on three variables. That's why we call this the three by 10 method. Here's how that would look. So your monthly demo volume, instead of being 100, you'd get 10 more demos per month. Your ARPU, instead of being 1,000, you'd get 100 more per account. So you'd have 1,100 ARPU. Your cost per demo would go up to, go down actually to 270 from 300. That's a 10% decrease. And if your demo to close conversion rate stayed the same, no change, you don't even need to improve your conversion rate to hit this ROI. It would look like this. Basically, you'd have 1,100, that's uh, the ARPU, times 12 months, divided by 270, divided by 10%. Now, if you were able to successfully hit those 10% targets, you'd end up with 489% ROI, which is an 89% increase. Now, you can go off and test that math for yourself, but trust me, it works. Uh, and uh, the real question, though, is how do you get those gains? Well, the popular tactics for creating 10% gains are not necessarily the best tactics to use. The goal of this strategy is to produce outside gains with minimal additional investment. Now, the problem is that when you begin to think of how to achieve the results above, increase in demo value, increase in ARPU, and decrease in cost per demo, you probably quickly arrive at the strategies like the following. To improve demo value, or sorry, volume, we should increase the amount of traffic that we're getting. Now, that is a good way of getting to the outcome, but I don't think it's the highest leverage way of getting to the outcome that you want. Increasing the amount of traffic relies on making a bigger investment in content or paid media, or frankly, any other channel that you're using in order to get to the goal. Unfortunately, there is no way of telling how long these gains will take to achieve. And really, that means that it's harder for you to budget for that growth. Even if you were able to effectively forecast the investment, you'd actually end up reducing the impact of the overall strategy. Because an increase in investment means that your return on investment must also increase in at least a linear fashion. Our recommendation is, instead of focusing on popular tactics, to focus on what we call 10x tactics. That is, 
tactics that have the potential to exponentially improve your performance if they are successful. I'm going to walk you through what those 10x tactics will be and the kind of corresponding popular tactic right now. The first one is to get 10% more demo volume, improve the click-through rate. Now, as we discussed, the popular tactic for increasing the volume of demos is simply to increase the amount of traffic that you're getting. The idea there is that if you put more in at the top of the funnel, you'll get more out at the bottom, all other things being equal. But you know that this is a low leverage activity because it relies on a significant increase in the budget for acquisition. On the other hand, if you could only improve the conversion rate from anonymous web visitor to prospect, you spend a minimal amount of cash to produce a potentially exponential return. And remember, we are only actually after a 10% improvement, which is not much. Now, we recently helped a fintech SaaS client to get a 67% increase in demos just by improving their CTR 34%. Now, this was achieved by cutting inefficient ad spend on keywords that weren't getting impressions, clicks, or conversions. That was one part of this. And it's a tactic that we've actually used consistently with clients and is part of our regular cadence of optimization. As we outlined in the case study that I mentioned earlier with the fitness SaaS, we initially targeted a keyword uh, for them of martial arts attendance tracker, uh, which was kind of part of what the client was selling. But upon analyzing the data, we found that it had a low click-through rate of uh, less than 3% actually. Now that was significantly lower than our average click-through rate, which was 6.7%, 6.07%, sorry. To optimize the ad spend there, we paused ads for underperforming keywords, resulting in improved conversion rates by focusing on keywords that generated more clicks and conversions. Now by the end of that optimization, their average click-through rate was 15.7%. Now in this case, we actually saved the client money as well, uh, as improving their performance. And you can see that thinking in this way is a powerful way to assess your own strategy and allows you to achieve significantly better outcomes. So that's how you get 10% more demos by improving the click-through rate. And of course, that's just one example, but it's the 10x strategy that we recommend. The next one is to get 10% higher ACV, you should focus on improving your messaging. Now, the common tactic to improve ACV is to improve the targeting of your campaigns. That's particularly true for paid social and paid search, where it's relatively easy to change the parameters of your targeting. The reason behind this tactic is that if you're able to attra attract a, and I'm doing air quotes here, better class of buyer, or you know, implied there is that they have more money, then you can get them to pay you more. The problem with this is that by improving your targeting, you're actually not necessarily improving the performance of your spend. You actually might be already getting in front of the right buyers with your existing targeting. It's just that they're not buying. And why? Well, because your message isn't connecting with them. On the other hand, consider what it would mean for your company if you were only able to get those perfect fit buyers to say, oh, these guys get me, I need this product. Now, not only would you be able to convert those buyers 
better, but because they are good fit buyers who identified your product as a great fit for solving their pains, you'll see that they have a really high LTV as well. This is a core part of our methodology, by the way. We call it pinpointing pain. And you can find out more about how we do that on our website. There's a page called Methodology. Again, it's linked in the blog post associated with this episode. Messaging is actually an omni-channel opportunity as well, meaning that there are improvements that you can make anywhere that you're spending money. This is one of the reasons that we focus on uh, heavily uh, on messaging. Take the example of our client, Rally, who make a uh, checkout replacement for uh, e-commerce stores. They were in a fiercely competitive market uh, a few months ago where they had extremely well-funded competitors uh, who both incurred huge reputational damage as high-profile news stories about legal or financial scandals affected them. Now, we had previously created competitor comparison pages uh, to Bolt and to Fast, who were the two competitors, the main competitors for Rally. Uh, and when these things came out, we realized that there was a messaging update that we could make. And so we revisited the messaging of their respective competitor comparison pages to align to this. So just a quick summary here. Basically, the copy on this reads... When it comes to helping large e-commerce stores, Bolt looked great. Its fraud protection, identity, and account features are highly valued in the enterprise world, but a number of their high-profile customers are suing them for failure to deliver and bleeding users to other products. That doesn't sound great. So if you're here, you might be looking for a Bolt alternative that fits a smaller, more agile business, a business focused on scalable growth like yours. Rally's the perfect solution. Now, here is why this works five points. One, the headline continues to address the fact that people are considering alternatives to Bolt. Number two, we confirm that the prospect's own thoughts that Bolt did look good and that their assessment wasn't actually wrong. It did look great. Number three, we lightly but directly address the elephant in the room, which is that there's some uncertainty about the stability of the business. Four, we offer Rally as a solution to the pain that they may be feeling, which is probably expressed as something as simple as how can I trust another vendor when the well-funded competitors are not winning my trust? And number five, we explained how Rally could solve the problem. Now this page very quickly became one of the best performing pages on Rally's site and helped them to win new high-value customers. As well as launching this messaging on their website though, we updated ad creative and search meta tags to reflect this message too further multiplying the impact of the changes. So number three is uh, to get 10% lower CPA, you should improve your offer. Now we mentioned above that we regularly decrease wasted ad spend, and that's certainly an obvious and easy way to improve your CPA. If you spend less on low performing campaigns or ads, then you automatically improve your cost per acquisition. However, there's only so far that you can take it. And remember that we're looking for opportunities to produce incremental gains. So the 10x way to decrease the CPA is by making the offer that you make to prospects irresistible. Now, there are many ways to achieve this. For example, offering a more attractive pricing structure, a more generous free trial, or a money-back guarantee of some kind. 
All of those though are likely to require business model changes. And you probably can't do them unilaterally, unilaterally if you're in marketing or growth. And plus, they'll only have an impact at the bottom of the funnel where there are the fewest prospects. So by making the offer more appealing at all stages of the buying awareness journey, you can increase the likelihood that a prospect will convert into a paying customer. For example, if your current CPA is $100 and you're able to get more solution-aware prospects to take you up on a lead magnet by improving your offer and offering better aligned next steps, that could decrease your CPA to $90. Now, we've often used the example of the fintech SaaS that we worked with uh, once who we helped to drastically improve their funnel performance by better aligning the offer that we made to prospects at each stage of their awareness building journey and then offering a meaningful next step. But to make this happen in your business, there are three things to consider. One, you should start by asking what problems your prospect is facing at each stage of their buyer awareness journey. Two, you should create an offer that could meaningfully address their problem. So we actually have a number of different examples of content that tends to work at each stage of the buyer readiness journey. It's available on our website. Again, link is in this post. And then ask yourself, finally, if there is anything that you could do to improve the way that you initially frame the offer so that you de-risk the call to action for your prospect. Now, in summary, improving the offer that you make to prospects is a key way to decrease the cost per acquisition by making it more attractive and testing different options to optimize your acquisition strategy. Let's pull this all together. B2B SaaS marketers are facing economic uncertainty and being asked to achieve pipeline goals with less budget. Companies are reducing costs, including cutting marketing expenses, and marketing leaders are expected to hit pipeline goals despite these challenges. There are really three ways to grow the pipeline during a recession. Acquire more customers, increase revenue per customer, and acquire customers for less money. But it's important to remember that by simply making a 10% improvement in each of these results, marketing leaders can drastically improve the ROI as the investment and returns become decoupled. Now, while there are popular tactics for doing this, we have identified a number of 10x activities that require less additional investment and produce better results overall. Number one would be to get 10% more demos by improving the click-through rate. Number two is to get 10% higher ACV by improving the messaging. And number three is to get 10% lower cost per acquisition by improving the offer. In 2023, the focus should be on continuing to produce outstanding results by increasing the leverage of every activity in the most cost-effective way. And if you'd like to uncover strategic growth opportunities like this episode outlines and grow with little to no additional investment in your marketing, we may even save you money, book a marketing plan session with our team on our website. Just go to poweredbysearch.com and hit the free marketing plan button there. I'll see you next time. Now, if you enjoyed that today and you want to do something about your B2B SaaS marketing, you should get in touch with us. You can do that by going to poweredbysearch.com and checking out our assessment page, or you can browse the case studies and blogs that we have on the site. Now, if you're not ready to do that, 
definitely say hi anyway. You can ping me on Twitter. I'm at I am Mark Thomas. That's Mark with a C. Or you can ping our founder and CEO, Dev Basu, and connect with us there. Looking forward to seeing you again for another episode.